I'm going to do the intro now. Are you ready? I'm ready. I have it up. Oh, that's right. I usually have people read the intro. You don't have to have me do it, though. I will do the first two lines and you do the last two lines. All right. That sounds okay. Nothing makes a grown-up bear feel more like a cub. Than ghosts and monsters and lots of Halloween hubbub. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week, it's another Halloween book. You know that I'm doing another Halloween book. I set everything up that way. I set it up last week, and now we're just continuing with Halloween, and we are not even that far outside of where we're supposed to be because uh, we're in 2005 with the Berenstain Bears go on a ghost walk. I'm going to assume this book is all about this amazing ghost walk the bears go on, probably some sort of walk uh, filled with haunts and ghouls and goblins. It's probably a great going to include a great detailed description of an incredible ghost walk. Walk. Why else would you title the book The Berenstain Bears Go on a Ghost Walk? If I if if I know anything about the Berenstain Bears, it's that the titles of the books are always consistent with what you find inside. And speaking of consistency, I have on the show today the most consistent man in the universe. He he makes a promise and then there and then he and then he follows through. And that's why I love him. That's why I have him back on today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show. From PredictoCast. I think the last time you were on, you were talking about dogs, though. Yeah, I'm also from Hot Diggity Dog. Uh, you were also from Hot Diggity Dog. We, yeah. we talked about that dog show book. It's Brian Skinner, everyone. Brian Skinner's back on the show. Hi, Brian. Hi, Phil. Hi, everyone. This book... Okay, so I'm looking at the description of this book, Variance Saviors Going on a Ghost Walk. It's sitting right up here on Google Books. And... <laughs> It says that it has everything. It has uh, it has uh, monsters such as Frankenbear and Grizzula. But for some reason, when my eyes see Frankenbear and Grizzula, it combines them in, into Fistula. Oh no! I think I watched a movie like that when I was in in college. <laughs> it's it was a bad thing, and then I and then I just sort of kept thinking about what if in this book suddenly there was a lot of talk about like they brought an actual factual, and he's like, well, actually a fistula, and I was just like. And that was where kind of where my mind was going. So I apologize, everyone. I apologize to anyone who doesn't know what fistula is and Google's it. So don't do that. No, don't. Uh, don't please don't do that. Certainly don't Google Im- image search it. If you're gonna Google it, may as well just go full duck duck go. Just duck duck go it so that it doesn't stay in your history. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Oh, hey, what's up? Happy Halloween, up? Phil. Happy Halloween to you. It's a month of Halloween because do you, do you, I don't know if you're in on this secret, but do you want to know a secret? I always want to know secrets. It is appropriate to spend as much time as possible celebrating Halloween because we actually live in hell now. That, I've, I was curious about that. It has seemed that we've been in hell for a while. Yeah. So, and then now to hear from your lips, I'm like, okay, that's some verification bias. It's not, I, I've got it now. I, we are in hell, but mm-hmm. at least we can be in hell with decorations. And that is that is literally... <laughs> The smallest amount that I need right now, and I do mm-hmm. need it. Yes. Have you decorated for Halloween? I the first so uh, I bought a new pl- house, and the yes. very first thing I bought for the house was a ceramic tree, like those like one of those ceramic Christmas trees you used to get mm-hmm. back in the day, and you can still get now for an exorbitant amount from craft shows or Etsy. Except for this one is painted all black and Ooh. has purple and orange little light bulbs and a little jack o' lantern lit up at the very top. And I have put that in there. I moved in here in August. Yeah. It has been up since I've moved in. Nice. That's the way you do it. That's the way you have to do it. You have to let the world know that you're in the spirit. I mean, if if we ha- if I had any visitors, which I haven't, no one has right. seen no. my house. No. 
I have, Phil and I have not seen each other since the uh, pandemic started. I have never met your cats. Nope. They no are no, they are, they are no longer kittens. I'm, I'm, by the time I see them, they will be older cats. They are which, old man cats. They are they are well into the middle age. They will still be adorable. But this this is this is the world we live in. The decorations are no longer for other people. They are for me. Right. I need to wake up and go. Oh look, there's something I enjoy. These are my friends. These pumpkins are my friends. I have scarecrows up in my house now. I have uh, little flashing lights around. It, it makes me happy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hello I'm a Halloween decoration guy in general. Yeah. You're a regular Papa Bear. I'm a regular Papa, Papa Bear. I don't really, I don't really try to go overboard because I don't try that hard on anything. Mm-hmm. But I do like carving pumpkins as much as him. And I have a question for you when we get that that point. But I'm oh, going we'll to try. I'm going to try for once not to jump ahead in the book. Well, I do want to say right off the bat that the that on the opening well, on the cover as well, go on a ghost walk. The the word ghost, the ghost and walk are written in like spooky wavy letters, but the O in ghost is a terrifying face. It is a it is a very scary face. Like it is like it's tortured. Like it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a happy ghost face, which I mean it's hard to pull off in font. But this right. is this is, looks hand drawn. I mean, I had a Halloween themed website in the late 90s and i had all the halloween fonts that you will see everywhere this was not one of them you said halloween themed website and for some reason i thought you were going to say halloween themed wedding oh i uh, that i'm sure that exists but i was not married in the 90s (laughs) now speaking of this ghost walk font ghost walk is that a thing for you I had never heard of a ghost walk. I, did, I, I didn't not know what a ghost walk was. It wasn't for me. Yeah, I, 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 I read it and I knew what it was. Yeah. But like I had never heard it called. It, it's And I, I love how sometimes it's very specific these book titles are. Because like you could do one now, which would be called The Berenstain's Bears uh, Set Up a, a Trunk or Treat. And right. I, and I feel like everyone in the Midwest would know that, but not everyone everywhere would. Well, this book may as well be the Berenstain Bear set up a trunk or treat because there's hardly any ghost walk in it. There is not. I mean, we get a lot of prep, and I appreciate that a good ghost walk may take a lot of prep. Yeah. No, I'm looking at, I, list, I just Googled ghost walk, and like, uh, there's like a website called AmericanGhostWalks.com, and if you click on an, like any location, it's just a bunch of selfies. It's just people taking selfies. I don't see any ghosts. It's just well, crowds of people taking selfies. I don't see anything other than self. It's all selfies on is, here. Is this a cutting uh, critique of modern culture? Yeah. Back when I was a kid, we loved a ghost walk. Now everyone's buried in their phones. Uh, I mean, back when Papa Bear was a teen, he played a he played a ukulele on top of a haunted hayride. Boy, I if I was paying someone to go on a hayride at night, if there's some dude behind me playing ukulele while I was trying to get spooked, I'm sorry. That's that's rude. He loved a hayride, though. Did you know that he loves a hayride? He, he, I bet you his song is about how he loves a hayride. I don't think that's Papa Bear. You don't think because of the hat? It says he also loved going on haunted hayrides when he was a teen. And the ukulele bear, although dressed like Papa, is clearly older than the rest. So does that mean that when he was a teenager, he would go alone on hayrides? Yes, it does. And that's okay. I mean, sometimes, sometimes things aren't technically categorically age bracketed but yeah but people still kind of move towards that and you have to and sometimes you feel a little a little out of the way like you know like i'm not i shouldn't be here i'm too old for this concert but i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna enjoy this hayride 
I guess in order to stave off the uncomfortable feeling he may have had from being the oldest person on the hayride, that's why he brought the ukulele. He's like, if I just play the ukulele, no one will ask me any questions. I can just enjoy my hayride. He'll, maybe he's like, maybe at that point he can say like, I, I'm working here, but he's not. <laughs> right. And they, uh, they, don't, they stopped trying to kick him off because he would always cry. <laughs> so many tears. Have you ever been on a haunted hayride? I haven't. I'm a scaredy cat. Oh yeah, I've been on a hayride, but it was it was it was quite uh, populated by the living only. I'm looking at photos here of haunted hayrides, like LA's haunted hayride, and it's like naked people covered in blood, wrapped in plastic, and I'm like, I don't think this is what Papa went on. I don't think it is either. I mean, I I podcast with a, with a fellow named Josh Hollis who is from that area and does go to all these haunted things. So that is, yeah. he, he was on an episode. What, who, who knows how long ago? Because time has no meaning anymore. Right. But he talked about how it was. We were talking about how much he loved haunted houses and haunted hayrides. I, if if he's going to ones like that, I have some judgment problems. Like I, I, his character flaws. I think at that point. I thought haunted hayrides were just like you're on a hayride and like every once in a while like a ghost would swoop down or like there's some bats. But these are like these are heads on sticks. There's a guy with a chainsaw. Is there there's a, a guy with no? Is there anybody with a ukulele? There's no one with a ukulele, although now I finally see I finally see a non-promo photo, and it's a bunch of teenagers on the back of a truck sitting on hay. So, I mean, I guess I guess there could be a ukulele player in there somewhere, but these either look like way too intense for what Papa was talking about or the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. So there generally tends not to be a middle ground. There's no middle ground when it comes to haunted experiences. Uh, uh, wow, we're on page one. Um so the idea behind this book is that Papa loves Halloween. He used to love trick-or-treating. He loved going on hayrides as a teen. He loves giving out trick-or-treat candy to kids. And he wants this year to be the best year yet. At this point, I started to get the feeling of, unfortunately, I, I hate this is in my head, but of the Home Improvement Halloween episodes. Okay. Where Tim the Toolman Taylor... Because back in the day, sitcoms would have special episodes for holidays. Yes. Because they would, because they didn't care about when it would air. And he, <laughs> and I watched enough of that show because it was probably on a programming block with other things that I watch to know that he would overgo. He would put too much. He would put say more power towards decorating his house and basement as like a haunted space. And like I felt like all of a sudden, Papa Bear is this guy from a sitcom who all of a sudden is way too into Halloween. Out of kind of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like Halloween people, you know Halloween people. Right. Like Halloween like you and I enjoy Halloween. Yeah. But we're not going to dress up in like really spooky clothes and drag like a, a chainsaw on the ground and chase after kids instead of just giving them candy. Right. Those people have a different level. I like Halloween a lot. I love the Halloween season, but I am also incredibly lazy and don't have the energy to like be a Papa Bear or be a Tim the Tool Time Taylor or be a Roseanne on Roseanne and like really go full out for Halloween. Like everyone, I I, I have a reputation where people are always like, oh, you must like really dress up on Halloween. And I'm like, you don't understand just how little energy I have and right. how little I like to plan. Like I, I, this is not my bag. Um, there were seven Home Improvement Halloween specials, by the way. Each better than the last, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like stuff like that just takes, it takes an effort. And I just don't have the kind of, the kind of strength of will to do that. 
and he, in this book, it seems like he's doing a lot of work. Like they, they, this entire book is prep, and it's like, wow, he is doing a lot of work for this ghost walk, mm-hmm. and it is a lot of work. I mean, I'm I'm the type of like I like Halloween. I like the I like the very basic trappings of Halloween, like jack o' lanterns, mm-hmm. 1980s 1980s uh, uh, paper decorations you put in windows. Uh, yeah. Things that light up, like light up skeleton stuff. Like I don't watch horror movies on Halloween. That's not my bag. Like it literally is the trappings of 1985 Halloween on a very basic consumer level you would buy from the uh, local department store. That's where I'm at, and I'm yeah. very comfortable with that. I I really enjoy it. I don't. It doesn't. I don't feel like it lessens how much I like Halloween because I don't want to really have a spook em up. I like the trappings. Mm-hmm. I like the very basic trappings. I love to carve a pumpkin. That's a lot of work. That's enough work for two weeks. I just like watching other people have fun. <laughs> I, 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 I have gotten to the point where I'm just like, is everyone else enjoying themselves? That's great. This is the perfect time of the year. I really do enjoy a sit back and watch other people enjoy themselves. It really, it's not voyeuristic. Don't say it is. It is just, no. it is enjoying a warm feeling because you you so rarely see people enjoy themselves in close proximity where you don't have to go out somewhere. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, it, it, it's hard to talk about Halloween without getting depressed about the fact that we're not allowed to be around each other. It is. I mean, like for reference, uh, Bill and I have taken our our children out together to uh, zoo booze, which also mm-hmm. require very little effort on our parts. Besides, yes, actually picking a day, actually showing up. And actually waiting in line and also yes. remembering bags for the kids to have cake mix. Cake, cake mix. We we did go to a Zubu once where, uh, was it was it your daughter who got the cake mix? I believe so. And we couldn't figure out why my daughter had some and your daughter didn't. Cause you would were... go to the zoo and there would be like stations where people would let your, you could, your kid could trick or treat at the zoo. It's, it wasn't on Halloween. It was like a few days before Halloween. And you you ran around the zoo and you, you trick or treated and you saw people and you, the, the furry coalition was there as well. That was always exciting. That was very uh, exciting. They, they, but they had glow in the dark eyes. That was awesome. That was always awesome. We'll never forget it. But one of the stations we went to, your daughter got an entire box, not even a, like a bag or a sample, an entire box of like Duncan Hines cake mix. And no one else seemed to. I don't know how that happened. It's, it's one of the big mysteries of my life. I, I did make that cake, by the way. I think I made it for Christmas, which seems like a problem, <laughs> but it was not branded for that holiday. Well, because it's funny because like it, it was almost as if the woman who was handing out stuff was like, I have a bag of the treats. I had to bring my groceries with me, too. And then she just reached into the wrong bag. I mean, that, that, that is the way that thing is set up. I can imagine it being that hairy in that last second for somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. It's a high pressure situation. It, um, I really hadn't given thought that we generally a lot of our get togethers have been around this season and it's not happening this year. It is not happening this year. That poor Zubu. <laughs> I am not getting my, I'm not getting anyone I'm not getting people I don't like sick. I'm not getting someone I like sick at any cost. None. I have nope. a terrible sense of guilt just by existing, let alone that I could cause pain or suffering to people that I care about. And do you know who I like? Everyone at the Zubu. They put on they it is an earnest fun evening it is earnest fun evening i uh hope it is not on this year but uh, it is definitely not on this year (laughs) i'm i am so upset that the theme park in the inside mall is open oh gosh (laughs) 
Anyway. Anyway, uh, so Papa Bear is going to put on the spookiest ghost walk. He's going to he's in charge of Bear Country School's ghost walk, and he's going to put on the best ghost walk ever. And he says it's going to be the spookiest one in the history of Bear Country. Mama immediately begins scolding him. Uh, she's like, now, dear, and I know it's for a good cause. She she's like, don't get carried away. And I'm like, no, actually, this is the best time for Papa to get carried away. He's doing something at another location for a good cause that is meant to be done by the most enthusiastic person who wants to do it. This is completely voluntary. If you have a volunteer setting up your haunted house who is so excited, they will go to no, they will like, they will, there is no limit to how they will, how far they will go to make it the best possible haunted house experience. That's exactly who you want in charge. I mean, like the whole idea of haunted houses and ghost walks and whatever, and just even people who set up their overly do their front, porch or whatever for trick-or-treaters that whole thing exists for people who are going too far who are overly enthusiastic and that for halloween it's kind of the magic of it if you're into that and i was trying to figure out what's her angle because we always uh, all these episodes all these books she's always like she's always afraid of something or like something's like oh uh don't get too caught up in this because and it's always the ones episodes that i'm on i'm always like i never can figure out what her angle why is she upset and when i find out what the when she's quote unquote right at the end it's never what i expect and i did yeah. not see this one coming you did not know this is this is a this is a i'm not even sure what the lesson of this book is supposed to be well, uh, but we'll get they, there they don't need lessons we've we've established that many many times so Farmer Ben's going to donate some pumpkins to the ghost walk. They're going to get party supplies at the party goods store. He goes to the party goods store. He gets ghost skeletons, bats, black cats, cobwebs, scary masks, and spooky tapes to play on the school's loudspeaker system and a nice big can of sp- spray can of cobwebs. I, I, I assume that these are like just like a almost like a silly string type of thing. I, I, that's what I figure. I mean, the only thing I could think of is back in the day when you would put like for Christmas Speaking of 1985 Christmas, you would put a, a stencil on a wall on your windows and have this this spray can of quote unquote snow that smelled awful, and you spray it and you would leave little scenes on it. I'm looking at spray on cobweb right now. Okay, it's called cobweb in a can, and wow, it it really does look like cobwebs. That's awesome. I, I'm excited this product exists. I have enough cobwebs that, that are genuine in my house. Now, there's a photo of it. You can get it at a place called Hollywood Expendables. <laughs> 18 bucks for a can, and it says movie paint, cobweb spray, permanent formula. Permanent so formula? I don't know what that means. I assume that if you're doing like a legitimate haunted house movie, you don't want these things to dissolve. So, uh, yeah, if you want if you want those cobwebs to go on and never come off... 12 ounce can of movie paint cobweb spray, 18 bucks at a Hollywood Expendables. Get it today. Now, speaking of him being overly enthusiastic and going too far from Mama's taste, there's nothing he buys here that isn't like, yeah, that's exactly what you would need. Yeah, yeah. He's not buying. He, a, he, he's not buying the, the giant Home Depot skeleton. No, <laughs> nope. He's not buying uh, the animatronic like Reagan from The Exorcist or uh, or the or like or like Jigsaw from Saw. He's just getting like a bunch of like like you said like classic Halloween goof em ups. There's a there's even like a devil mask in the background. Like this is this is Halloween, if I may coin a phrase. <laughs> yes, I mean it is it is it is the section at your local department stores Halloween decorations. It mm-hmm. is. And that's what you would get. I mean, he goes a bit further, but but nothing too far. It's just very creative stuff. But this is very basic stuff, and I don't. And he's not going overboard. 
No. Uh, and then he commits the gravest crime of all, apparently, according to this book, which is carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns. Have you ever been actually afraid, even as a child, of a jack-o'-lantern? What gets me is that, again, Brother Bear is eight years old. Sister Bear, I think, is supposed to be six. Papa Bear scoops out the innards of the pumpkin, and the kids are like, gross, which, you know, it is. It is. But then he says, spooky enough for you? And he'd finish the first couple of jack-o'-lanterns, and they're like, plenty spooky. And they just look like jack-o'-lanterns. Like, they have jack-o'-lantern faces. And I'm like, have these kids never seen jack-o'-lanterns? They seem confused by the whole process. Like, they're like, what is... Why is he dumping out their insides and then carving up their corpses? Yeah. One of them has like, three eyes. Like in 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 your in uh Charlie Brown in in it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Lucy cuts open the pumpkin, and Linus is standing there and she scoops out the insides and Linus freaks out. And he's like, "You didn't tell me you were going to kill it." Good gag, solid gag. But it also raises the same question of like, you didn't know what a jack-o'-lantern was. This is the first your first ever encounter with a jack-o'-lantern. But I, brother I, brother I, and sister are far more savvy than that. They have to be. I'm, I'm sure there's been other Halloween books they've seen these in. Yeah. Jack-o'-lanterns are one of those things that I don't remember not knowing. Right. Yeah. It, you've always known what a jack-o'-lantern is. It's just part of North American culture. Like, I, I, I can't imagine even like if you were in a, a, a very, like a, a holler in Kentucky and you don't, mm-hmm. and no one came in or out and like Halloween is the devil, somehow... Somehow the culture would have got to you where you knew what a what a jack-o'-lantern is. Maybe they come from like a, a culture where like jack-o'-lanterns were still carved out of turnips. Gross. Like back in the old days. Maybe they're you, like pumpkins. I, I always, remember someone says that, I, I, I my, my head goes, my mind goes immediately like, did they decorate everything with turnips? Like did you make garland for Christmas with turnips? They topped the Christmas tree with turnips? Have you and, ever seen a jack-o'-lantern made out of a turnip? I think I've seen one, but I, I'm not yeah. even sure, that sure what a turnip is some days. Uh, they're big and hard, and they grow in the ground, and that's really all you need to know. Uh, jack-o'-lanterns made of turnips are actually pretty freaky. They tend to look more like little shrunken heads, but uh, yeah, they are, they are, uh, they're not pleasant to look at. Much like how uh, uh, dried apple uh, head dolls are. Just like pl- dried apple head dolls. Those are the worst craft. The Why old- did those get invented? <laughs> I'm, I have never been a fan. And I don't think any child has ever been a fan of apple Well, it's dolls. like, who saw an apple, like left out an apple and was like, this looks terrible. You know what would make it even better? If it had an <laughs> old woman's face on it. And a body. And a body. This is great. Yeah, no, uh, dried out. And of course, everyone's like, my grandma had like dried apple head people. And uh, one of the neighbors made dried apple head people every holiday. It was it was not a pleasant thing to have in the neighborhood. And I wish we didn't have to experience it. I agree. Just strike that off. Strike that off existence from now on. Well, to make matters worse, Papa doesn't just create the most terrifying jack-o'-lanterns in the world. He puts the pumpkin innards on his head. Which is which unbelievable. Is- which is disgusting. It is, and he so starts slimy. chasing the kids around. And for some reason, the kids are terrified of him. But they don't seem like they're terrified of getting dirty. Because I, I, as a child and an adult, if someone was covered in their hair, the top of their head, in literally, it looks like four pumpkins worth of stuff, mm-hmm. and also their their hands were chasing at me, like, I'm like, get away! That's gross. Their faces are, uh, you are now a terrifying beast who is not our father. Right. So they're like, those pumpkins are spooky. And Papa says, not as spooky as the pumpkin monster. He throws the pumpkin stuff on his head and he starts chasing them. And they say, help. 
Is it? And then they run into Mama, and she says, "What are you trying to do? Give them nightmares?" And I'm like, "It is clearly their father. They are. They were. There was no. There was no break in continuity here. Like he he did this in front of them and just started chasing them as a father will sometimes do with his children." And Mama's like, "Are you? Tr- what are you? What is? What is the matter with you? I mean, if I was her, I would be very upset that my husband covered himself in pumpkin innards. Pumpkin innards that could have been used to, I don't know, make a pie or something. They have." apparently an entire garbage can full of pumpkin innards i i I see that and i get kind of and i love carving pumpkins and the the smell of carving pumpkins while not pleasant reminds me of the season and do with my father and do with my child every year but an entire garbage can of it maybe a little much well i'm like why did he pull out the garbage can like why not into bowls you don't want to why put the food? That is edible food. You can you can roast those pumpkin seeds and bake that pumpkin. That's like nine pumpkins worth of pumpkins. And at the same time, okay, so he's supposed to be, they're supposed to be afraid of the jack-o'-lanterns, yes. right? And then he's yeah. supposed to do something that makes them afraid of him. Isn't right. the more obvious thing is that he put the jack-o'-lantern on his head? I don't think that occurred to him. I don't think that occurred to him. I don't think he's that smart. Uh, I don't think... His first thing was like, oh, put the goop on the head. And then he chased them. This is the uh, the, the papa in this book is is a mystery to me. Uh, But it does inspire my favorite line in the book, which is he says, it's all in fun. And mama says, maybe so. But try to remember one person's fun is another person's nightmare. (laughs) That's a very adult statement. That's a very like. That's a that that that's two polar that's two ends of a pole like those two the it one person's fun is another person's annoyance maybe and but I think that the number of things that one person considers fun that another person considers a nightmare are like actual murder. That's why I say like it's a very adult statement. It's like it's it's not to this particular situation. It's to a situation where you say like oh it is disturbing that that guy. Di- dissects local animals not he <laughs> puts pumpkin innards and chases his children who should not right. be afraid of it but I, I i'm pretty sure they had to they had to shoehorn in the word nightmare here to set up the ending yeah, oh yes yeah i am sure that that's what it is uh uh i do like that you said kills local animals i mean you're not gonna go out of state for it you're not it's a lot of travel. <laughs> it would be funny if they're like, I keep seeing Papa Bear and he's been, he keeps killing animals and, and, and dissecting the bodies. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Those are, those are animals from Big Bear City. <laughs> oh, never mind then. I, I was more worried that he was killing local animals. That's kind of where we're at in the world right now. <laughs> oh, but Mama, says Papa, Halloween is supposed to be scary. And she just ignores him. She turns her back on her husband and grabs her kids by the hands. Her kids who are terrified and angry and uh, leads them away. I do love that every book that I've done with you for this show has had a very good sister anger face. That is, look at that sister anger face. She's got the angry eyebrows. She's glaring back at her papa who's covered in pumpkin innards. A man who is just trying to have fun. And literally has done nothing that bad. He's... Carving pumpkins, which is a fun thing to do with kids. And and literally the dialogue is, But Mama, said Papa, Halloween is supposed to be scary. Come, cubs, back to the house. It's time to start turning in. Like, dang, like she doesn't even justify that with a response. I think that's just, that's cold, Mama Bear. Like, 
It is. Halloween is supposed to be scary. He's not making that up. It's the scary how ha- like I said, I'm not much for spooky mobs. I don't watch the horror movies because I'm a baby, much uh. like the baby in this book. But and I'm just as important. But this the idea that like Halloween shouldn't be scary and it's and it's not so far. I mean, he he says right after this, he goes, nobody wants to have fun anymore. Everything's got to be nicey, nice, goody two shoes, which, yeah. you know, very like he, he's one sentence away from saying like uh, participation medals. But yeah, <laughs> but also everything he's done so far has been nicey, nice, goody two shoes. Goody two shoes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is muttering about like how PC Halloween has become. But he's doing but it's the not, PC Halloween. He is doing the more than PC Halloween. This is the most friendly Halloween you could possibly imagine. So this is a Halloween at church. He says everything's got to be nicey, nice, goody two shoes. Well, I'll show them. And he so he decides to pull out all the stops by creating the coolest, most family friendly ghost walk I have ever seen. It's he does. All kinds of honest to God cool stuff. He's he's got all the decorations that we saw him buy before. Not scary, classic stuff. He's hanging mm-hmm. them. He's got all these jack o' lanterns. He's putting up the uh, instant cobwebs with the kids who are enjoying it, who are having a good time. They are the children are helping Papa put together this haunted house. It, uh, and then like he may creates these scarecrow car- creatures, which are amazing. He uses as Papa thought it would be a nice idea to include the great monsters of bear literature. Using masks and old clothes stuffed with straw, he made the Frankenbear monster and Grizzula, the bear vampire. And they borrowed some ace bandages and made a bear mummy. And I'm like, he didn't have to do this. This is one guy going out of his way. And then he rigs them all up to a sound system. It's so cool. It's like, you know... If you pass the house that goes too far for Christmas, that has the sound system set up, flash of the lights. Yeah, it's annoying if you're your parents, if you're if you're the neighbor or something. I'm sure, but like the person inside isn't like you know you've gone too far. Right. You've you've invoked the 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 wrath of God. Like you're doing exactly the Christmas thing, except for you're just yeah. doing a really cool version of it. And this is the same thing. This is Papa has simply created a solid haunted house. Like. If I was the school, I would be thrilled. I don't know who he's answering to. I don't know if he has a supervisor. I don't know if they even asked him to do this. Does the school have a ghost walk every year? Who knows? Maybe it's all in Papa Bear's head. But he has designed the greatest ghost walk for this school. And the night before it is set to go off, uh, everything falls apart. <laughs> Just it's not, it's not even like horror movie icons. It is the great monsters of bear literature. They're just, yes. There's not a child who's actually still afraid of mummies or the Frankenbear. Like, right. Vampires, maybe. I like. I was a kid. I like to pull my bed sheets up over my neck just to make sure, because that would stop any any vampire. But right. like, but not Fistula the vampire. Not no. I I I would have been more afraid of that. So yeah. So it's the night before the ghost walk. Everyone's trying on their costumes. Brother Bear is going as Super Bear who's apparently a Superman-type character. Sister's going as a princess, of course. And Honey was going to be an angel, and Mama's just going to wear a mask. Uh, The mask of complacency, the mask of happiness. (laughs) Um, The mask of humoring. And Mama's, and their kids are like, so what's Papa going to be? And lo and behold, Papa jumps out of the next room as Black Bear the Pirate, the meanest, scariest, bloodthirstiest pirate ever to sail the seas. He had a hook on one hand, 
a dagger stuck through his skull and crossbones hat, and a big sword dripping blood stuck through his chest. The kids are terrified, and Honey Bear begins to cry. Here's for non-parents. Here's a little hint about babies: they cry all the time. Don't worry. They cry all the time. I I know for the book, this is the scariest thing they could do. (laughs) Yeah, but. Was anyone afraid of pirates? I mean, what, were you, speaking of Garfield, the only scariest pirates, they're dead They're not scary because they are pirates. Right. They're scary because they're ghost skeletons. Yeah, so in Garfield's Halloween adventure, Garfield and Odie go trick-or-treating, and they end up on an island somehow. I don't remember how. And they find an old house. There's a legend of, of pirate treasure buried there, and the, and the pirates who are all dead now are going to return that very night to get their treasure back. And lo and behold, they do actually return, and it is the most terrifying thing ever put on television as part of a children's animated Halloween special not as weird say as like halloween is grinch night but these ghosts are scary skeletons they are glowing eerie sketchy skeletons that caused more than a few shivers for for old phil and as brian just stated not because they were dressed as pirates no but because they were in universe canon dead they were and also the soundtrack is not hurt either where like they don't they have horns blasting but following you're like, thinking of the moment where garfield and odie are hiding in the cupboard aren't you ear, doom, 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 which is nerve-wracking when they are actual dead beings coming back from the grave to get treasure who may want to hurt odie and to a lesser degree garfield garfield uh or in the uh in the book adaptation uh garfield specifically because he uh steals a piece of treasure and they go they actually follow him back to his house i know that uh, that upset me as a kid because that meant they could show up anytime right like they, they weren't they weren't contractually bound to this i know they, they follow him because of the coin that's why they're there but like it was somehow it at least gave me some comfort watching the show that if they got off this island they would never have to see dead things again yes Oh my goodness! So uh, we 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 knew we knew that we were going to talk about Garfield's Halloween Adventure. I do want to point out that uh, the music for Garfield's Halloween Adventure that is so effective was done by Ed Bogus and Desiree Goyette. Uh, Desiree Goyette did every Garfield special, and uh, I think that Ed Bogus did uh, a lot of the Garfield specials. Um, but you have them to thank. Uh, just underappreciated, these people who did work for these cartoons that we watched as a kid. Uh, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work as a composer. And Can congratulations we- for creating one of the best uh, spooky movie scores of all time. Very uh, that and the the Christmas score, like and the music, yeah, are forever stuck in my head. If I get enough, if I get a good enough response on this episode, I will release a a, a recording of me singing all the songs from Garfield's Halloween Adventure, which uh, is beautiful. Wow, this originally aired in '85. It's so weird. I'm I'm looking at 1985 a lot this week for some reason. It keeps popping up, like uh, Back to the Future. That's the year that came out. Um, it was also. <laughs> On, on this week's episode of uh, It's Del Toro Time, Willow and I spend a lot of time discussing the movie uh, Screwballs 2, Loose Screws, which was a uh, Canadian uh, teen sex comedy that I that I watched when I was a kid, was not supposed to watch. Uh, it came out in 1985, and so we talked about that a lot. And now Garfield's Halloween Adventure, 1985. Uh, what a year. What a year. I assume like a lot of what has made me would, like basically hit that spot because I would have been the exact most impressionable age I'll ever be. Uh-huh. But, but uh, like, 
it's sometimes it's sometimes hard to know until you look back like what exactly came out that year because everything's kind of fuzz between ages six and twelve like Mm -hmm. because also things got repeated like the specials and everything like right you you saw things over and over again that's why i get drilled in your head like you look back like oh that toy line that show that movie all came out right then yeah. And hit me apparently right in the soul. Uh, speaking of hit being hit right in the soul, though, the children have been hit right in the soul by Papa's terrifying costume, uh, which I'd like to remind you is just a pirate. It's just a pirate. He's just dressed as a pirate. There's he's, nothing. There's no scarring on his face. His skull is not showing through his skin. Uh, he's not sh- aiming a gun at anyone. He just has a fake rubber sword stuck through his chest. And Mama screams at him, Papa, how could you? Don't you remember what I said about one person's fun being another person's nightmare? And I'm sure he's like, yeah, you say a lot of things, honey. You, you talk a lot. Uh, and he's like, they're not real. Look. And he pulls them off. He pulls off the dagger, the trick sword, the, the fake blood. And the kids are like, oh. I'm pretty sure Mama knew they weren't real. Right. She she does have a look on her face after he's taken them off where she's just like, do you think I'm an idiot? Like, that's not the point I was trying to make. But now, okay, now the kids all are all fine. Like, the kids are fine. Uh, and when I originally sent you a copy of this book, I accidentally left out the, the next part. So <laughs> it went straight from Papa going... It's just for Halloween. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's all in fun. To Papa screaming, screaming and leaping out of the bed. As it if was this entire amazing. As if this entire story had just been a terrible dream he'd had. I just not to mention like okay, the the picture, the 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 drawing, the 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 everything about the him jumping out of the bed screaming yeah. is incredible. It is like nothing I've ever seen in the series. Now, we are used to, in the Berenstain Bears books, we are used to now characters having horrible nightmares based on very plot-specific things. I think I've, uh, I've been on like three episodes where that's been a thing. Yes, I think that is exactly... that's Yeah, they, uh, if a character needs to learn a lesson and needs to learn it now, they are going to have a terrifying nightmare about about what 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 they are what they are going through. And uh Papa Bear is no exception to this rule. But and why? <laughs> I, I guess because because one 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 person's fun is another person's literal nightmare. So uh I had left the nightmare out, so all you saw was the aftermath. So I finally I finally wised up, sent you the actual the actual page. And would you tell us would you explain to us what what this pic what what this whole thing's about? So Rather than the kids who, who have been terrified the entire time and we've been been warned by Mama may have nightmares from his fun. <laughs> Unfortunately, that w- that's not what happens. Instead, <laughs> the man who's been enjoying this and making it and doing all the things that aren't scary has nightmares of his own creations. Yes. Which the 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 the, the most amazing one is the hideous gloppy pumpkin monster which the gloppy pumpkin monster is yes. not a, is not a thing and it's just he, he put pumpkin seeds on yeah. his own head he is having like a psychotic break this is not a night this is not like an actual nightmare this is like this is like a bad trip man he's he this is what would happen if you did way too much acid and then went into the haunted house he just created 
this is at the 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 simplest answer of just not not even like going overboard of or like what he what not, not making sense or anything is that he's worked hard and he has anxiety about the opening of the ghost walk and you had that kind of like dream where you dream about your work except for mm-hmm. everything goes bad because you're you're scared for the next day because it's gonna be a stressful day at, right right because he's just these are oh, these aren't these are just the things that he made. Like, and he's, it's his work because he doesn't do anything else. So, no, (laughs) I mean, he has a job, just not right now. He doesn't, it's a holiday, but like, why would he be the one to have the nightmare? What is, why why is is that? What, what is that lesson? Yeah. Why is he so afraid of these fake, fake dolls he made? Well, it says, uh, I wish, I wish he had, I wish he had had like a ton of candy to kind of, kind of generate this. Like he's wired up like that's a more interesting like addition to it like don't get all worked up and have a ton of sugar well he wakes up the entire family with his shrieking he brother and sister come running mama tries to comfort and calm him down he says i think i see what you mean about fun and nightmares and the look on sister's face is just this oh my papa oh my papa like she has never been in this she is having to comfort a grown man who just jumped out of bed uh because he dreamed about a, a pumpkin moss. Like this is she is as scared like he did he just did more to terrify his children than he had done previously. The kids are more frightened by the fact that their father woke up in the middle of the night screaming than they ever were by him putting pumpkin seeds on his head. I like that Mama has gone from being very scared by his screaming and l- losing his uh dimensions versus the bed. He's also much smaller than he should be. Uh <laughs> to being smug while she brings him water. She is so smug. She's so smug that she didn't even bother to like wipe the glass because it's dripping water. Like she got water all over the outside of the glass. She's like, just take it here. He's scared. He's shaking so bad that his he's got like the thousand yard stare. Like all that. Okay. At this point, I'm also just like, you got chased by goofy cartoon monsters in your nightmare. I've had nightmares. I've been woken up by terrible nightmares. And you know what I do? I'm like, oh, oh, that was scary. Hmm. And then I'm like asleep like 30 seconds later or like it's the morning and I'm like, oh, I had the weirdest nightmare. And then that's it. He is like shell shocked by this dream. Like, I don't know what we didn't see in this drawing, but it was terrible. But this this man, this this bear in this book, he's very upset for a page. Mm-hmm. And then the ghost walk. Well, it's a yeah. great it's a great success. He's very upset. He's shaking so bad. And then, then we have the last page in the book. And I guess this is the page where we learn the lesson. Like, I assume that what happens between then and this page is that Papa completely redoes the entire ghost walk. He must, he must take everything down, change his ways. That must be what happens, right? I mean, if you were to have... The lesson they say is that he, he left the trick dagger and the trick sword with the fake, fake blood at home. Which one? That's, that's, that's a, literally it. That's, that's literally all it. that happens. But since we never see the titular ghost walk in its entirety, or even get a real sense of what the geometry of it is, yeah, we don't know. All we can assume is that Papa was like, "Fine, I won't wear this. I won't wear this stupid sword." Because and it scared didn't. him. Because it gave him a nightmare. But he didn't change the stuff he had the nightmare about. He kept. They didn't say, like, Papa took down the skeleton. He took down the wolf man or the vampire. He took down the Frankenberry. He took down... No. He just... He's like, in the Bear Country... The Bear Country School Ghost Walk was a great success and a fine spooky time. Yep. Because it was a fine ghost walk. It was perfect. He did a great job. It was detailed. 
oriented. He had a vision and he made it come true. He made it come true. Despite all the doubters in his own family. The whole point of the book was that one person's fun is another person's nightmare. And I guess that didn't... One person's fun ended up being his own nightmare. One person's fun is also that same one person's nightmare. Yes. What? Your fun might give you a nightmare. Also, good job. Good job. I mean... I remember like once or twice my mother saying to me as a young child when I was maybe too hyper and laughing about something that she did not find funny. She says, if you laugh all day, it'll be tears at night. And I'm like, that's, but why? Uh (laughs) Like by night, it will be, if I was crying, it would be completely unconnected to this moment I'm having right now. Right. I mean, that could happen. I mean, it could, but it would be, it wouldn't be causality. Right. One man's, one person's fun is another person's nightmare. But that doesn't come true. No. No one has a nightmare in this book except for Papa Bear. The cubs don't, the the nightmare of the cubs is that they have to wake up and comfort their father. Right. And Before a holiday that they should be enjoying with their father who's done a great job. Your father loves Halloween so much. He's throwing the greatest Halloween for you and your friend. He had a bad dream and Halloween turned out great. That's that's all that happens in this book. It is. It's very impressive. Um, I did not see him being the one who had the nightmare coming because that makes <laughs> zero sense. Like, now, the, you, could, you could have him feel bad for making the kids have nightmares. Yeah, I was going to say if the kids had had the nightmare and woken him up, and he had been like, oh, what have I done? Like, I've been surrounding these kids with spooks and ghosts and goblins this whole time. I never thought that it might that it might actually, like, have repercussions. I'll change everything. And maybe the kids are like, don't change it too much, Papa. Or, like, just just take some of the blood out, Papa. But, no, like, they're, they are fine. They're fine. And Halloween was fine. And Papa just, Papa just lost his lame dagger. Like, that's it. That's it. And he, you know what? He shouldn't have had that sword anyway because he's taking tickets at the door and it was just going to get in the way. Yeah. Like he, they, I mean, they don't have to pass it to him. I mean, keep some distance. You know, you don't spread germs. Just put the ticket in the ticket. Container. Right. Just put the ticket in there. But yeah. But like even as they go in, like mama looks kind of like he learned his lesson. Did he? What Did he? lesson? I'm, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know what? I really do love the charming look of everything halloween in this book because it's entirely my aesthetic for Halloween. So right. I'm, I, I'm predisposed to be on the side of Papa Bear in this book. <laughs> I will say I have, a, I have a bias towards that, and perhaps that is clouding my judgment on whether him giving himself a nightmare is, in fact, a good lesson for this book to have. Now, go to the cover and look at what's on the cover. Scroll, 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 scroll. It's an entirely different reality. <laughs> it's a different reality. It is the the Halloween that almost was. It is Papa Bear at the door of the Ghost Walk for the benefit of Bear Country School in his pirate costume. Looking but he the has side. the sword. He has the sword stuck through his chest, impaling the tickets please sign on his chest. And the children are terrified. What is that expression on Mama's face, though? A snarl? Like, she looks a little bit, like, into it. Yeah, she's like, kind of, it's kind rawr. of that bite the lip look. Yeah, she's like biting her lip. She's like, maybe if maybe that's why she didn't want Papa to wear the sword. <laughs> it's just too <laughs> much for her. It's too much. She's like, oof. Oh, um, I can't. Not not at school. Not at school. 
It's, Save that for later. Why would he? So was there some? Was the point where he has a nightmare? Was there a split in reality? Is yeah. This a, is did it, he like? Is this is a dry run that they never like where he pretended to be at a ghost walk. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what does this cover represent? Is it? It's. I mean, I assume it's what could have been, and what could have been is simply a successful ghost walk, except Papa Bear's wearing a a dagger through his chest on at the door. Like that's it. That's the only difference. And the Cubs are a little more scared than they were than they than they are at the end of the book. If the ghost of Halloween Future took Ebenezer Scrooge through this scenario, he would go like, "Yeah, and yeah." They're like, "No, he he scared the Cubs a little bit." Yeah, so it's a Halloween ghost walk. Oh, I, well, I, if you. I guess if you're you right. wear that, yeah. If you wear that dagger, he's gonna you're gonna be scary. Yeah, to, to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't wear that dagger. You you could have you could have having a nightmare about completely unrelated things later on. Like, I think what we're saying is the book doesn't quite make sense at the end. Like when all is said and done, the book doesn't it doesn't quite know what point it's trying to make. And why I it confuses me is that there's a very obvious other way for it to go and i don't know why they didn't there's no particular reason why they wouldn't choose to have the cubs have a nightmare like i'm trying to figure Uh, out like do they not want because the cubs like i was like thinking like oh we can't have the cubs having a nightmare because then father doesn't learn a lesson that's not true you can feel empathy for your child you can't have the cubs have a nightmare because then you're suggesting that their halloween is ruined they have nightmares all the time in these books as lesson learning so it's not like they ever has any lasting repercussions and yeah. in the end, the ghost walk still goes fine. So why don't the Cubs have the nightmare? I don't. It wouldn't even take up any more room. No, you just would have two two thought bubbles on one page, like one on one page. Like one page one is a, a, a brother bear's nightmare, and the following page is sister bear's nightmare. They could have you could have established that they found certain different things scarier. Yeah, but. It, I I don't understand. Like I don't. It's not like the book is bad anyway. It's just an. It's just a choice that kind of baffles me because there's no reason for Ned to not have the other choice. Right. I am just. I do not understand. I, I don't know what. I don't know why they made the choices they made. Except that maybe they were in a time crunch. Uh, or they thought it because- was funnier. They may have thought it was funnier. I will tell you that this book came out in 2005. Uh, in in July of 2005. Much like most, uh, when most uh, classic Christmas albums are recorded in the so dead of summer, they were they were trying to get out there ahead of ahead of the game, I guess, ahead of uh, ahead uh, ahead of uh, ahead of the the crowds. I don't know. Uh, if you go to com- if you go to commonsensemedia.org, which is the the website that rates uh, children's media for appropriateness um, for like you know like skittish parents. They basically say, uh, this book isn't very fun. <laughs> what is I, the target age range for this? It's very confusing. Uh, and any enjoyment preschoolers and early readers will get get will be incidental. Wow, that is like I, I, I would imagine like that review for people being around me. Um, any enjoyment you would have near me is simply incidental. Um, I would love I would love if they had adapted this for uh, an episode of the show of the, yeah. the tele- show because I think they would make that change. I definitely think they make sure. Uh, the, the the commenter on Common Sense Media even says like it would make more sense if the kids learned the lesson because like if if it was just kids scaring other kids and they had to learn that like but making it Papa is just weird like 
what adult needs to learn this like lesson from a Berenstain Bears book? I don't know. Like, yeah, is is it is it talking down at the parent reading it? Because I like no kid's gonna walk away with it like, yeah. When I'm older, I won't scare kids. Right, right. Thank God I read that book when I was five. Just an odd show. Like it's in fact, it's almost it's it's almost more fascinating that it is such a left turn. That it would be if it had been just a straight, like, this is exactly what you think it would be. It'd still be a fun book as far as, like, just the, like, what all the stuff that Papa Bear made and a lot of the angry faces as always. But, like, it's just fascinating that they made this odd choice that makes yeah. no sense uh, at all. It makes no sense at all. What a, what a weird, what a weird book. What a weird, <laughs> just what a weird book. Uh, but, as you said, very Halloween-y. So... It's got jack-o'-lanterns in it and skeletons, so we're good. It's got jack-o'-lanterns at skeletons. It's got ghouls and ghosts and goblins. So thumbs up all around. <laughs> two, two fistulas up. Two, two big old fistulas. Brian, where can our listeners find you if they're looking for you, besides in your new home? <laughs> Don't come here, please. Social distancing. Um, you can find me on pretty much any of your podcast listening download services. I have two podcasts, main ones. Uh, main show I'm on, I co-host with uh, Josh Hollis, who's the talent of the duo. His, he's from Hollywood. He's Hollywood Hollis. We call a show called PredictoCast. You can look it up either with the dashes before or after the O's or not. It's whatever you want to do. <laughs> I, think it works, I think it shows up either way. Uh, we were podcasts where we watch 10 minutes of a movie, make some predictions about where it's going, watch the rest, and are proven completely wrong because movies don't show their hands in the first 10 minutes. No, they don't. And also, we have started a new show. Not, well, it's fairly new. It's a few months old. I keep forgetting we actually do it. It's called Hot Diggity Dog. We review dog movies. We're going to try to have, from now on, we've been starting this, but have guests on uh, most episodes to because we are, we are veterans of these kind of movies. Others are not. So we like to inflict it on others. Uh, recently, we had on Christy Admiral, who fans of Phil may know. You may. You may, you may know. Uh, and you guys were on here talking about dogs pooping in the park once. Yes, we were. If you're looking for me, you can find me here, deep in bear country. You can find me at berenstainbearcast.org. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bstainbearcast. I also have two other podcasts. It's still Toro Time that I do with my daughter, Willow, where we are currently reading all of the stories in David G. Hartwell's uh, short story collection, The Dark Descent. This week, we just dropped The Crowd by Ray Bradbury, where we ended up talking more about uh, an 80s teen sex comedy because there wasn't a whole lot to say about The Crowd by Ray Bradbury. I also have Pizza Toast that I do with Christy Admiral, which is coming back. Uh, we are covering the Babysitter's Club 1990 television series, uh, all however many episodes of that, as we await to see if the Netflix version is going to have a second season. So so search for Pizza Toast. You can find it on every podcast. every Anywhere podcasts are, you'll find it. Check it out. And Brian, thanks for being on my show. Well, thanks. I'm now in, I'm even more in the Halloween spirit than I was before when I decorated my house for Halloween in August. Go rest your voice. Uh, I can't, I'm having trouble breathing. Yeah, go go rest up. Go go sit under a hot hot steam and uh, and listen to your favorite Halloween tunes, such as uh uh. What Come should on. I be? Do 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 do. There's so many sides to me. Do 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 do. I could be handsome or brave, a king or a slave. It's all up to me. That's as much as you get for free. For free. <laughs> yes, join Patreon and I'll sing. All of the uh, 
all of the uh, Garfield Halloween episodes songs for you uh, live on my Patreon stream. So go go check it out. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Deep and Bear Country. Man, that was bump set spike right there. And I'll see you all next time deep in.